Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talking Titans. I'm Tennessee and sports columnist Gentry Estes, along with uh, Ben Arthur, our Titans beat writer. Say hello, Ben. What's going on, guys? We are reviewing a big win for the Titans, obviously. Monday night, football in town, the best team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills, and the Titans pull out a 34-31 win. Ben, it seems like the entire city has been talking about this game. I've been uh, I, I I've been here a couple of years covering the Titans, and I'm not sure I've seen this kind of response from a win. This one resonated for a lot of reasons. Why Why do you think that was? Yeah, it's, it's so many reasons, Gentry. I mean, first of all, you have first of all, it's a Monday night game, right in in Nashville. Those don't come around very often. This was the Titans' first Monday night game in in four years. Not only are you playing on Monday night, you're playing what's arguably uh, the the best team in football in the Buffalo Bills, a team that didn't really have any flaws, you know, number one scoring offense, number one scoring defense. They have just been, uh, you know, the team to beat, uh, you know, four game uh, winning streak heading into uh, into Nashville and and the Titans rose to the occasion. And and I I think the way they did it was so important just because of how this season has started to right all the injuries all the offensive issues the defense not really showing as much Im- improvement or, or to an extent that uh many people had wanted um at least and and kind of an up and down start to the season um and then it just kind of all comes together right in in this game i mean you you did see a, a slow start but you know, you were riding the the brilliant, you know, Derrick Henry. Uh, you got going on on both sides of the ball. Um, you 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 went you went both blow for blow with uh, probably the the best team in the NFL. And in the end, after seven lead changes, you come out on top. And you know, on top of all that, right? It, it was a it was a record crowd at Nissan Stadium. Uh, just all of those things together, Gentry. I think really, you know, it, it's it's a seismic win you know for this franchise because of that and and it, you know we we're really looking at a team now where, where it feels like okay maybe you know despite kind of the injury issues that are still kind of lingering maybe this really could be uh maybe that that championship caliber team that we you know a lot of people had hoped for um when the season started when you looked at what they had on paper yeah definitely a um you know, dare I say, a possible season-changing kind of result uh, for the Titans. And, and you know, you come into that game and you don't really know how it's it's going to go. The, the The first five games for the Titans really didn't offer us much clarity in terms of what this team was really going to be capable of doing. It, when you looked at the wins, you could question the strength of the of the opposition. You know, even Seattle, as big a win as that felt in week two, the Seahawks have proved to not be that great this year. So I, I think you kind of question the wins, but then the losses, you could kind of mitigate the damage there by saying, well, they had all these guys hurt. You know, they lost the Cardinals in week one. But it seems like from a national perspective that a lot of people kind of tuned out on the Titans as soon as the Cardinals beat them as bad as they did in week one. Yeah. And and, and I've you've seen this before. That This has been a recurring thing with the Titans where – they're just not a front burner team in terms of national interest. They're just not, and they're not going to be unless they're to the level of Kansas city right now or Tampa right now, or a really good championship contender. If there's a reason to tune out on the Titans, a lot of people are going to do that. 
and they usually do do that. And you see it every year where the Titans kind of fall off the radar and then they put up a result like this that gets everyone's attention and goes, oh, gosh, you know, maybe the Titans are good. And, 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 every, and everyone's so surprised. And it's like this happens every year, people. The Titans won an overtime game in Baltimore last season. They were kind of on the ropes, and they go win a game in Baltimore that nobody thought they were going to win, and it was a it was a lot like this. It was a you know nail biter to the wire, right? And 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 you know Derrick Henry scores a touchdown in overtime, and they win the game. And I remember the shock value off that was yeah we didn't think the Titans were capable. Of that. Why didn't you think they were capable of that? The Titans went to the AFC Championship game two seasons ago. They won eleven games last season, so I don't know why everyone's so shocked by this. I truly did believe the Titans were going to win that game. And it was mostly because the Titans tend to always play up to the, to the moment and play up to the competition, which they did that again. I think this is the first game though, Ben, that I think we did learn something about what this team could be capable of. And it was going win, lose, no matter what happened, we were going to learn that in this game, because if the Titans had not played better, they were liable to get embarrassed by the bills. They were going to have to step up and meet the moment. And they did. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it just just to your point, it, it goes back to what, you know, this this Titans team has always kind of been under Mike Vrabel, um, a, a group that's able to to rise to the occasion and that resiliency. You know, I have a, a number in front of me. The, the, the Titans have a league leading nine wins uh, since Mike Vrabel um, became coach in 2018 uh, when, when trailing after three quarters. So for, for whatever reason that they know how to rise to the occasion, whether it's needing that bounce back win after a bad loss or playing up to, to the best teams uh, in the National Football League. And and I think even with the injuries, uh, Gentry, I think we did see a, a more of what this offense is capable of. If I, I'm not sure if you looked at next gen stats, but Derek Henry only saw an an eight man box on a, on a I I don't remember the the number off the top of my head but a very small percentage of eight or man or eight or more uh, players in, in the box um, on his rushes and, and I think that happens when you have both Julio and AJ um, on the field like we hadn't seen that since a uh, week two and I, I think it's really that dichotomy we had talked so much about in the lead up of this season about kind of how it could be a, a pick your poison offense just because you have Derek in the backfield you have two number one caliber receivers on the outside if you're an opposing defense how do you game plan for that right and and I think that number just shows how much how big of, of an issue this Tennessee team can be even even though we you know, at, at this point, like Julio's situation is uh, this hamstring issue uh, may kind of linger a bit. We're not sure if, if the hamstring injury he didn't finish the Buffalo game with is is a reaggravation, or maybe it's his other hamstring. But we're not really sure. But I think when when you think about that potential, we had talked so much about in August and and whatnot. I, I think we did start seeing. Uh, flashes of that uh, against Buffalo, but Gentry, we got to focus on on Derrick Henry. What what this guy is doing is 
just incredible. We know how great he's been, you know, 2,000-yard rushing season last year, but he's on pace for doing it again. And and no no guy in NFL history has has done that. I I, I kind of broke down the, the numbers. He's you know on pace for over 2,200 yards. Even if it was still a 16 game season, he'd still be on pace for uh, 2,088 yards, which would be third most um, in an NFL history. So for those who who want to say, oh, he has another game, well. He still would be on pace for 2,000, even if we were still looking at 16 games. Just how how Gentry, how crazy is it what what Derek is able to to do on, on regular basis when there was so much talk about this not being sustainable, this workload that he has. Uh, with Derek Henry, I, I've kind of written this before, and I, I wrote it again after uh, Monday night's game. You know, looking at those numbers, uh, the 2,200 yards season in NFL history. It would be the sing- it would break Eric Dickerson's single season rushing record. And I wrote that uh, all that stuff after the game. Um I, I think with Derrick Henry, I am no longer going to believe he's incapable of doing something until I actually see that he's incapable of doing it. Uh, we've been doubting this, you know, for two years now where the durability from the durability standpoint, how can anyone sustain with this many carries? I don't know if anyone else could but he, he seems to be able to. And, and I think with Derek, I, I again, I've grown tired of doubting he's able to do anything when he keeps able to do something when he keeps proving over and over that there really isn't anything he can't do. And and, and when I say that, I mean, you know, he's he, anything he can't do. I mean, it, it that sort of thing sounds like we're talk, describing a superhero, but that, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it, it's easy to make too much of it. But I, I think it's, when you say that, it, it's from the standpoint of what he's doing as a running back is something that no other running back has ever been able to do for, for, a, from a, for a sustained, significant period of games more than a season. You know, really two seasons. And I think... I, the logical, from the logical standpoint, anybody who looks at this and says, you know, he's going to have to regress at some point. It's not sustainable to see this many carries, this kind of production, this kind of dominance over and over and over. Are we so sure? Because what I've seen out of Derek so far this season was better than what I saw out of Derek last season. And what I saw out of Derek last season was awfully good. And it seems to me that everyone assuming that was a peak for him to go over 2000 yards. And now we're going to come back down the mountain. I, I don't know. I, he's still ascending to me until, and until I see otherwise, I, I don't see how this stops. I just don't it. Nobody can stop him. This is something they're doing every week and the Titans are more committed to him than ever before. Yeah. The, the fact that he's been even better, this season is is just scary, and and we've seen kind of the the Titans use him more in the passing game with with the issues they've kind of the un- uncertainty and and kind of the inconsistency there they they've had kind of with the receiver position we've seen him getting utilized in, in that capacity. Um, Gentry, at this point, we we really have to start talking about him in the MVP conversation, and we know this has become. The MVP award has become a quarterback award. It, it's really it really goes to the quarterback on, on the best team. Uh, you know, every season uh, a non-quarterback hasn't won since 2012. Um, Adrian Peterson. Uh, so, just what what he's doing, the the pace he's at, just 
how much of a gap there is between him and every other running back in the NFL. Like I, I believe number two in rushing as of uh, as of now is Nick Chubb, and Derek has like more than two hundred more rushing yards than him at, at this point. Like he's got to be in the MVP conversation. The, the buzz uh, around him when you talk about a singular player's impact on a football team, Derek is right at the top of the list. And then, you know, obviously what we're recording this on Wednesday, we saw the the NFL on their Twitter and, and their Instagram page change their, um, their bio to like a, a Des Bryant quote about Derek Henry and how we've all kind of wanted to, to create a Derek Henry like players on, on Madden. I mean, just the reach, how how he kind of has transcended um, what we've kind of pigeonholed, I, I guess, running backs to be in this league. Like, and, and we don't really have see bell cow backs, you know, at his rate anymore. Um, we're seeing a lot more of the, you know, the pass catching running backs, and 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 you know, an emphasis on other parts of the game. The, the running back isn't as dominant as as they used to be, but Derek kind of you know, puts all those narratives to the side. And I, I really think if he kind of keeps at this pace, we really have to talk about him being near the top of the MVP conversation. Um, so that's that's what I got to say on that. Yeah. I will say this. Three of the best five rushing seasons in NFL history in terms of just total yards, including Derrick Henry last season. Uh, he, he would be, I believe, fifth on that list when it came to the 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 uh, two thousand yard seasons. Three of the five, including Henry last season, did not win MVP, and that included Eric Dickerson in nineteen eighty four when he ran for twenty one oh five. He was not the MVP, and I don't think Derrick Henry's going to be the MVP this year. I don't even think Derrick Henry's going to be close to being the MVP this year. I think it's a quarterback award. They just just go ahead and call it a quarterback award. Yeah. Yeah, he should. And, and again, just to go back to my point, like he I'm not saying he will win. Uh, he should be in the conversation. But as you said, it, it definitely has been a quarterback award. Um, so um, and, and but but he's definitely on pace to winning offensive player of the year again um, at, at the very least. Right. I think that's uh, that's fair to say um, at, he at is. He is on pace for the best season a running back has ever had in NFL history. That's how well, how we need to lead that. And I don't think people really understand yet how big a deal that is. I Again, what I wrote Monday night basically said, uh, this is Mount Olympus stuff. This is running toward mythology. Uh, people, yeah. don't, people don't grasp yet that the Titans are privy to what might be the best season ever for an NFL running back. That's yeah. what we're talking about here. Now, yeah. whether or not he is MVP, I don't care. I think he probably won't because of how it's set up against running backs and against the Titans is a smaller market team. But if he continues this pace, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be the best season we've ever seen. Yeah. And, and, and with that, I think you'd have to start talking about him maybe being the best running back of, of all time. Um, if he does rush for 2000 again, because obviously no one has ever done that. Um, he's, he's obviously on gold jacket pace. So here's the better, here's the better question. I think if you were drafting a team tomorrow, and you had to, you were going to pick a running back and you had your pick of any running back in the NFL, who would you take? Because I believe a large majority of people who know football and follow football would not take Derrick Henry. 
I believe they would take Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. I, I would um, say Kamara. yeah, McCaffrey or Camara, uh, just because they do receiving and you know they can give you a thousand yards as a receiver, a thousand yards on the ground. I think one of those two probably. And that's why, that's why Derrick Henry was a second round draft pick. That's why he still doesn't get a lot of respect for what's happening here because the Titans have a reputation, perhaps largely well-deserved that they're willing to just make their entire offense, giving Derek the football. They're willing to put up with one and two yard carries for the first two and three quarters of a game in order for him to wear everyone out late. That's a notion that isn't quite accurate. Uh, Henry changed the game with a 76 yard touchdown run in the first half of the game against the bills. Um, it, it, it isn't like he's plodding along and two yards now in the third quarter, it's a four yard carry. Then it's a six yard. Carry. I mean, there have been some games like that and I think the Titans are committed to it. It, it is a, it's an approach that works for them to wear down defenses and you've seen it over and over and over with Derrick Henry and it works. But I think Henry gets knocked in the eyes of the NFL because the Titans give him such a high workload and the fact that he isn't a third down, you know, what has become a prototypical running back in the NFL these days, which is the third down pass catching back. No, and he's not that. So I think, you know, and honestly, I, I think that is a large degree why he would not win the MVP award. But let's again talk about Eric Dickerson didn't win it in, in 1984. And I think probably I I'm, I'm old Ben, but I'm not that old. I don't remember Eric Dickerson's 1984 season, but I do remember a little bit Eric Dickerson. I think he's probably one of the backs to ever do it, but he's still not mentioned with your Jim Browns or your Barry Sanders or your Walter Payton is the very best. I mean, he's up there, but he's there. There's probably a list of guys that would be ahead of him, even though he has that record. And I, I, I fear that's how Derrick Henry will, uh, will, uh, will be, will be viewed in this. But I'll tell you another thing too. And I'm rambling here. Um, some of this is the fact that people just don't watch the Titans and they watched this game. They watched the Monday night football game and they were got a reminder just like they did in the playoffs a couple years ago of what Derrick Henry is really capable of doing. And I think that's why you're hearing so much about him now versus any other game that he's done the same thing this year. He was even more impressive in Seattle, if you're being honest. Absolutely. Well, to move on, I think we've covered Derrick Henry a lot, but but obviously, Gentry, the, the Titans have another big game this Sunday against the, the Chiefs, you know, uh, reigning AFC champions you know we, we know what Patrick Mahomes is capable of and this is the stretch of the season that we had talked so much about before the fact you know in, in the offseason right you, you'd have the the Bills and then you'd have the Chiefs and then they're going to have the Colts who are going to who have started to kind of turn it around and then you play at the Rams in LA in November um, but you have Kansas City this weekend um, how are you thinking or I guess maybe what what's kind of your prediction uh, for you know how how what the score uh, will be how, how the know. Titans will show up for this I game. I don't know. I don't know. What's your prediction? Um, I think uh, the, the Titans are. De- I don't know if I could give a score prediction, but uh, I, I think the Titans will. Ooh, I, I want to say they'll lose. Um, I, I, what I will say actually though is. is you know, showing up against the Bills, you know, beating the Bills, obviously it shows up. The, it shows us that the Titans can compete with 
anyone in the NFL, but I think the the Titans' challenge is okay. You you beat the Bills, that's over with. Can you do it again um, against the Chiefs? I think the one of the biggest knocks on the Titans so far this season is consistency and and kind of doing it each week because that's what Super Bowl, that's what championship caliber teams do. Um, so I think this. This is going to re- be a really big measuring stick, right? Because you 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 just knocked down one Super Bowl contender. Can you knock down two in a row? Um. So, so that's kind of what, what I'm looking for. How they respond after the high, after such a big high, um, a- against the Bills. Um. Personally, I I think they'll lose. You know, I'm seeing another tight game. Um. But uh, I, I think that's kind of what I'm watching for, Gentry. We always do this podcast on Wednesday, and you always ask me who, who's going to win the game, and I and I swear I hadn't even really thought about it whenever we do this, and I'm I'm very unprepared, but um, I I think we um, I think we're going to see the Chiefs start playing a lot better and and peak a little bit here over the next month or two, and I think teams that happen to get in their way are probably not going to be better for it. And I think the Titans are going to run into a very good team this weekend, a better one than they just played. And I know that doesn't sound, I know that sounds strange because the Bills went into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs so bad. And, and a lot of the, the hype the Bills were getting was deserved. They were playing up to that, no question. When you have the top-rated offense and defense, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. But it's still pretty early in the year. And I've seen the Chiefs, if you watch the Chiefs against Washington on Sunday, they kind of messed around for half and then in the second half they looked like the Chiefs are supposed to look and, and I think I think they figured some things out in that game that are going to help them uh, I know their defense isn't as good and the Titans should be able to probably score some points but I do believe when you play a game like they played on Monday night there will be a letdown factor and I believe this is the kind of team you do not want to have a letdown against because the Chiefs are Chiefs are fired up, and they need the wins. They're not playing that well right now. Uh, they're certainly not playing to the standards they have. But I've seen two years ago, um, Ben. I'll, I'll. I always feel like I'm. I'm. You know, writing in a history book because you know, Ben, being your first year on the B. But two years ago, the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost in Nissan Stadium. So when they when they had the rematch in the AFC Championship game, most of our colleagues on the beat picked the Titans. They did. And I, I remember sitting in the room, the media room, the week of that game, and I was like the dissenting voice that was like, no, nah, the Chiefs are going to win this game. And everyone's like, yeah, but Derek, and I mean, because the Titans were playing great. There was a lot of reasons that had, they had just gone to Baltimore and put this emphatic win on this great Ravens. I mean, like there was a lot of reasons to think the Titans could do it. Yeah. But I go back to this. I went the same thing I went back to then is what I'm going to go back to now. You got the best quarterback in the NFL thrown at a beat up secondary, and it is not going to go well for the Titans. That uh, beyond that, Matt, if, if for no other reason, Patrick Mahomes will not lose this game, in my opinion. Now I say this, and keep in mind, before everybody gets mad at me, by the way, Ben can vouch for this. I did pick the Titans to beat the Bills. I really, I truly believed that was going to happen, and I, but I do not believe they're going to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and just to elaborate on, on uh, Gentry's point about the the secondary issues, I mean, the t- the Titans are 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 really dealing with it at, at cornerback right now. You you lose Caleb Farley uh, in in the Bills game; he's on IR. 
Christian Fulton was already on IR, uh, you know, and, and Chris Jackson, uh, he's still on the active roster, but he he didn't finish the game with a foot injury. Uh, you, you really only have a, a handful of healthy cornerbacks at this point, Titans. Uh, again, we're recording this on Wednesday. They signed uh, Greg Mabin, who was, uh, you know, on with with the Titans in, in training camp, uh, kind of bottom of the roster guy. Not really sure how much he can help you, but at least he knows uh, the the team, the scheme, and, and coming in on a short week that's important. But um, but yeah, this is absolutely an a, a chance for for the Chiefs to to get going. If you if you're Kansas City, looking at what the Titans are dealing with at cornerback, um, that's going to be a big thing. But but you, you talked about the Chiefs' defense. I mean, their run defense is bad, man. And and the way Derrick Henry is running the ball right now, like that's that that's going to be fascinating to watch. Like I, the Chiefs do have actually they do have some guys up front, so it's kind of surprising to see how bad they've been. But um, but you look at the, the 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 numbers for them there, and then just how Derrick has started this season is going to be uh, really fascinating. How all that uh, shapes up, but. I think that'll kind of wrap it up. Gentry, did you want to go ahead and, and close out the podcast? Yeah, hey, I'll, uh, I guess uh, I had it, uh, had, had caught me on mute there. I was turning in my, uh, my prediction. We get asked for predictions every week and I, it reminded me I hadn't turned it in yet. So I was writing that up, <laughs> but, uh, picking the, the chiefs to win, but I'll say, uh, I don't know what your record is on the predictions, but I'm, I'm three and three. I improved to three and three on the Titans here the last two weeks. I was one and three at one point, though. I uh, the only one I got right in the first four weeks of the season was uh, the Colts game. That was the only one I got right. I uh, I had them beating Arizona. I had them losing to Seattle, and I I think everybody had them beating the Jets. So, but I, I was right in Jacksonville, and I was right here. So you know, but if anyone's looking to not take my prediction seriously with uh, the Chiefs game. There you go. I'm batting only uh, 500 when it comes hey, to the just, Titans. Hey, but just like the Titans, you, you may start off slow, but it sounds like you've kind of picked up steam uh, these these past few games uh, just in terms of the record. So One thing I'll counter to with the Chiefs' run defense, like if you look at any fantasy football thing, they're like pitching Derrick Henry is having like a historic week this week. It's not going to happen. It's hard to run the ball when you're behind, and the Chiefs are good at that. Chiefs take a lead. Titans are going to have to throw to come back. Just everybody remember that. So anyway, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcast. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Ben Arthur, I'm Gentry Estes, and thanks for listening.